in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the unbreakable Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> nice. If you ever get in a uh, situation where you're being... If somebody's trying to break you down, yeah, don't even try. That's right. Don't even try with Glenn. Mm. Stonewall. Did you ever see the movie Stonewall Unbreakable? Man. I did, yeah. What'd you think? I, I like that one. I really? Think. It's been a long time. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that, that was his first... I was second. Because it wasn't his oh, big one. His big one yep. was the... Uh, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. And then Unbreakable came out and everybody's like... Eh. Not quite the Sixth Sense. But maybe his third one will be... And it's like... Eh. The, well, hang on. The third one was Signs. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, hit hit it out of the park on that oh, one. Yeah. Swing away, Meryl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just didn't feel right not to swing. Yeah. Uh, so, Glenn and I are... We are humans. Human beings. And we... Are also creator of a site called Gentleman.com. That's right. Uh, it's a site for manly stuff. All kinds of manly things. Head on over to Gentleman.com if you have a few minutes and you have some free hands to type Gentleman.com into the browser. Um, oh, what? No, hang on. If they're on a mobile device that offers yeah. the uh, voice... You could use your thumbs or you could use Siri or, or the, Siri. Uh, Siri. Google Now or Get whatever. me Gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and ask Siri what she thinks about Gentleman. Oh. I don't know. We'll have to do that you sometime. Know. I don't know. Um, if you want to follow along with the links that we're going to talk about today and some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, you can also stop by podcast.gentleman.com. And there you will find uh, the links from our from the things that we're going to talk about today. <laughs> Spit that out. Um, and lots of other stuff. Lots of other neat stuff. Um, right. We have a, we have a um, thriving community of members who post uh, wonderful things every day. On gentleman.com, not podcast. Oh, I'm so, bro, but, I just I just trampled all over you. You know, we only post things on podcast.gentleman.com once a week, but That's right. it's riveting stuff. It is. I mean, it's can't miss like cliffhanger stuff. You right. Know? Like I, you know, find out what'll change your life at nine o'clock p.m. tonight on podcast.gentleman.com. Um, well, actually, they're they're receiving this at what what eleven Central Time? On, yeah, on, yeah, eleven a.m. Central, uh, 12, 12 Central Time. Twelve uh, Central. 12, okay. Twelve o'clock Central Time. So, okay. Yeah. High noon, people. High noon on Friday. Um, so, uh, yeah, visit podcast.gentleman.com. Visit gentleman.com. Visit Twitter slash gentleman. Visit Facebook, LinkedIn. You know what, Google Brian? Plus. I, I I hate to say this. But I'm a little... We're social doubt. We are. Yeah, we're tired of the social. I'm, I mean, keeping that... St- you know, it's fine. It's another channel to, like, you know, mm-hmm. get people to check out Gentlemen. But I don't know. Maybe we should start a movement. And just go with me on this. Maybe we should call it anti-social. Anti-social? Yeah. The anti-social. But we created a social site. What? <laughs> well, Everything but gentlemen. Everything we're but We're anti-social about. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a popular social network, then don't, oh. don't use it. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. We're underground. We're we like, are niche. Yeah. We are... Niche. Uh, only the people that we really like get invited to the site and right. thrive there. Right. So it's, it's very hush-hush. Right. We're like um, that band that nobody's uh, heard of yet. Exactly. But... Yeah. Unfortunately, I have heard of it. Yeah. 
it's like the band that everybody's heard of, heard of, and they're like, oh, those guys. Yeah, yeah, we're like you know poison. You too, poison. Yeah. <laughs> Double entendre there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's who we are, uh, and let's get moving on with the show because we've <laughs> we've just done, we're uh, poison people. Yeah, exactly. Um, sorry, Brett Michaels. Um, so anyway, let's get started with uh, what we always get started with, Glenn, which is the drink of the week. The drink of the week. Yeah, um, I'm excited about this one. Uh, and I was trying to like come up with some of the, the things that we were going to talk about this show, Glenn. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there having a calm moment, and I thought about <laughs> what, what what drink of the week could we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a big. This is a notorious. Yeah. This is a legendary. Mm-hmm. This I can't even dis- you know, I don't even have the words to describe what this this beer does for the world. Uh, yeah. Well, it's actually funny that you say that. We'll, we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. But this is a very interesting beer. It is. On many levels. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different interesting things about this. And this is uh, the legendary uh, Guinness Draft. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and I see here Brian that you have Guinness glasses. That's correct. These are Straight from the Guinness factory in Ireland, um, which I visited a couple years ago. Yep. Uh, picked up a couple of pint glasses straight from the original uh, factory in Ireland, in Dublin. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought for sure you were going to get me a set. Well, um, I, the, it was so, the packing. The, uh, I tell you what, I'll just take this glass home. The, in, the customs. <laughs> the customs. They had a limit on how many glasses you could bring Sir, back. Sir, is that glass yeah, in there? Yeah, exactly. Is that a Guinness glass? <laughs> Two only. Whoa. But what about I Glenn? <laughs> Everybody knows someone named Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't work out. But uh, tonight you can enjoy a, um, a Frosty Guinness with me, Glenn. Ooh, yes, I will I would gladly do that. And we got the cans. Yeah, we got the, uh, Award the nitro winning. cans. Yeah. The, uh, no, this is what? Which prize was it? Nobel? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's some kind of... Oh, no, no, the Queen's... Oh, uh, crap. Now I'm just making Queen stuff up. The Queen of Ireland? There, okay, there's some award that was won for the <laughs> for their plastic design of the thingy. Plastic. I, they, uh, nice, I don't know. We'll have to look that up for uh, for later. Yep. Uh, I'm pouring... Oh, this is just wrong. Yeah, you I wasn't paying that. attention, and now it's all ahead. There is an official... Guinness pour, which they teach you at the Guinness factory. Hold on, that's what I'm doing. Well, you are. Yeah, you yeah. actually. Yeah, Glenn actually followed the rules. I did not. Um, just for the, you know, for, for podcast sake, I went right. ahead and poured it all in. But you're right. You're supposed to stop three fourths of the way full, let it set, yep. and then continue on your pour once that's finished. Yeah, I'm gonna have a little trouble with the shamrock. I've never made one before. Well, so. yeah, that's a little bit tricky. Is this, is this new carpet? No, this is quite old. It okay, so I can replaced. spill. Okay, yeah, you can easily. What about this couch? Ah, uh, same thing. Because <laughs> when I shamrock things, right, things get, it gets messy. Out of control, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm actually surprised we haven't we haven't toasted gentlemen yet because uh, toasted Guinness. Guinness yet because it's. I mean, how many times have we hung out and had yeah. Guinness? Uh, all I mean, the time. It's, it's, a, it's a standard for for when, me at least. When for, I went over to Ireland, I that's pretty much all I. <laughs> that's it. That's all I had. No, no water. No coffee. Just uh, you know. Dublin water is notoriously bad. Well, that's uh, why they put some hops and uh, and uh, barley yeah. and cook it up, and then you got a Guinness. <laughs> yeah. that's um, right. So, what one of the interesting things about this beer, Glenn, is that you know I think we've talked about this before, but this is actually a light beer. People don't realize this. It's mm-hmm. a light beer. It's dark in color, but it's a light beer. It's actually four point two percent alcohol, which is on par with say like a water. Bud. Oh. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> Uh, Bud Light or, or something like that. 
Um, it's dark in color, but um, it's actually a, a lighter beer. Um, yeah, the color really throws people off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, it's got a nice smooth taste to it. And it has one of the best um, slogans, mm-hmm. Guinness, it's good for you. Yeah, exactly. And it is. Uh, so yeah, so Guinness, uh, drink of the week. Uh, we were remiss for not getting to it earlier uh, because it's a, it's a, it is a staple. I always I, I go to this a lot. Um, it's been a few months for me, and when I got when I was over in Ireland, I did have a lot of them. So mm. I, I it had to back off for a while, but then had to reintroduce it because I like it. Also, deal. when you I'm gonna be honest, when you first uh, wow, I'm getting beer everywhere. <laughs> is it in my mustache? Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, when you first said, "Hey, let's do Guinness for the for the drink of the week," I was like, "Oh, but it's summer and it's hot." But yeah. it's actually it's quite refreshing. It actually. is quite refreshing. Don't let the heat scare yeah. you away from a little foam. All right? It's a it's a year round drink, and uh, if you get tired of those summer, you know everybody's got their summer drink now. You know, mm. it seems like everybody's coming out with their line of cools like summer shandy, right? You know, the poor trucker, the you know whatever. Uh, so <laughs> take a break from that and have a Guinness. That's right. You know, still refreshing. Get back to your roots. Smooth. You know, it's delicious. It's Those poor truckers aren't going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. They'll be there for you next summer. I think next week, if I remember, we'll do. I, I have. I have a good drink of the week. Okay. Um, it's my own drink. It's my own drink, bro. Oh, this okay. is. I'm a little nervous because it'll be the first time I've, we publish this anywhere. Oh, you heard it here first, then. Well, we do have breaking news. Mm-hmm. It'll put hair in your chest. Okay. Or. Uh, hmm. Other places. Other <laughs> armpits. <laughs> armpits. Okay. So if you need some follicle growth, uh, we'll fi- <laughs> if you're follically challenged, yes, we will go down that path next next podcast. <laughs> uh, speaking Moving of moving the follicles, uh, <laughs> the now no, we're going to move on to some interesting posts at gentleman.com in the last week or so, Glenn. Okay. Um, so let's start it off with uh, Matt Lockhart. Matt Lockhart posted a wonderful, wonderful uh, tack titled, He Refused to Watch This Bear Drown, So He Went In After It. Yep. And basically, it's a story of a bear that was um, in Florida. This is a black bear. 400-pound black bear, mind you. 400 pounds. So I don't know. I don't know. I I can't remember which type of bear, brown bear or black bear, gets bigger. But I think black bear gets... I don't know. Four hundred pounds is a sizable uh, creature, I would say. Right. I don't I think say, it's like full, full on. I think, yeah, black bear. I think that's the. Isn't that the scary one? I don't know. I, I personally, I think any kind of bear is scary, we're, even we're, panda. Yeah, we're in we're in Kansas, so we don't <laughs> we don't run into bears very often. No. Um. So we're we're a little bit. Uh, we're, we're not up on our bear, our bear types, but four hundred pound bears. Right. All you need to know. Right. Anyway, so so this bear is in Florida. Mm-hmm. He uh, um, he's in a neighbor, a residential neighborhood, no less. Wanders in, blah blah blah. The wildlife control gets called, and they try to tack this guy down. Well, they they hit him with a tranquilizer dart, but it kind of freaked him out. So he ran. Mm-hmm. He runs towards the ocean. Well, he's a black bear, and he's running towards the ocean. Um, yeah, you know how this is going to end, right? Yeah, he keeps going further and further in the water because right. he doesn't want he doesn't want you know to be captured, but. They know he's going to drown. Yeah. And that's when Adam Warwick, mm-hmm. a bio- biologist with the Wildlife Commission, dives into the water and does what... Says, what, not pro- today. Not, not, to, not, not, not on, on my watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he just does what you know you or I or anybody else right. would do. Dives into the, ocean, the Florida ocean. 
This would be my first instinct. Right. That's what I would do. Dive in, dives into the ocean and goes and proceeds to rescue, pull the bear, the 400-pound bear, the back pic- to safety. The, the pictures are awesome because he's doing the whole, like, yeah. you know, he's got treating the, it like a human. Yeah, he's got the human, like, <laughs> hug on the, the bear's neck, and he's, like, pulling it in, and he's, uh, like, got his eyebrow tucked up, like, yeah. you know? <laughs> Uh, you guys are getting this on camera, right? Yes, seriously. <laughs> uh, pictures are amazing. I mean, uh, uh, hats off to this dude for, you know, I mean, obviously he really cares about wildlife because, I mean, you're even though the thing's tranquilized, you're still dealing with a, a 400-pound bear. It's a um, bear. Yeah. That bear could rip off his face yeah. in the blink of an eye. But, I mean, he, he even tranked up. He, uh... The bear looks pretty docile when he gets it back to to shore because he just kind of walks it up. But then they put it in like a, <laughs> they put it in a tractor and the bed of a tractor to move it over and get it off to safety. And it shows uh, finally it shows a picture of Adam just giving the bear a little, you know, yeah. pat goodbye. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, remember when I saved you from drowning? Exactly. Um, so yeah, awesome story. I, I have to say, Glenn, I don't know if I would have the stones to uh, jump in the water, swim out. Grab a four hundred pound bear, swim it back into shore, and then make sure it gets back to safety. Yeah, um, I don't know. There's lots of other things that I could be doing. Yeah, other than that. Yeah, you know, yeah, well, I mean, my life. It's uh, it's anyway. It, yeah, so it. <sighs> hats off to Adam Warwick. Um, well done, sir. And <laughs> he's got an impressive. Now the internet knows about this. Yeah, he's got something impressive to talk about for the rest of his life. Um, yeah, you know. My my question is, Brian. I'm not, you know, like I said, we, we, we're Kansas boys. We're mm-hmm. not too savvy when it comes to bear speak. Right. But what is a black bear doing near the ocean in Florida? Do they have bears? I thought they had gators. Apparently. I, I don't know. You know, it's like... Uh, I was in Florida. Just, I, you know. Well, yeah, maybe it was, you know, in the backyard or something hanging out. I <laughs> I was in um, my, my grandparents. Uh, my dad's from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have my aunt and uncle live, you know, in a mountain town in North Carolina. And they were saying that they there's been a lot of they've been doing mining up in the in the mountains and stuff like that. And it's taken away a lot of the bears' uh, normal diet. So they're oh. seeing more and more bears come down from the mountains that they would normally not see. And I think the last time I was there, my uncle was telling me that they several times they've seen a bear just hanging out in their backyard like walking through you know um so i don't know i don't know maybe maybe something's kind of forced it out of its natural habitat um total total guess on my part but i know that that was that was going on last time i was in north carolina so i wonder maybe this bear is like a snowbird right mm-hmm. maybe he's, going down to florida right he's been up north carolina guys, he's like look yeah, this weather this is, is really a tough winter yeah Cold. I'm gonna go where there's some like tropical yeah. fish. Yeah. Well, there's no pictures of him like sunning in a, <laughs> you know, in a chair or anything. He's just foraging for food. But right, one can only guess, man. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Well, anyway, it's interesting, and yeah. there's pictures to prove it. So I don't know. It's interesting that a bear would try to get off the ocean, though. It seems kind of a. I guess he was just scared. You know, yeah. You get a, a bunch of people. Well, I could go towards the people or away from the people. Right yeah. into the ocean. Anyway, okay. Well, Adam Warwick, uh, bear hero. I'm sure yeah. that bears all over the world have <laughs> pictures of him up uh, <laughs> and are saluting him as we speak. Yeah. So. Whatever you do, don't eat this guy. Yeah, he's good. He's cool, man. Yeah, he's he's cool. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> if I ever got in the wilderness, I think I should take this guy with me as protection. Yeah. Just uh, yeah. in case. 
Um, so moving on, uh, next the uh, next act that we're going to talk about is from Einar Keister. I never on had your, to say that. On your Keister. On your Keister. On your Keister. Yeah. I never knew how to say that. On your Keister. Um, legendary gentleman poster. Love his stuff. See him all the time. Um, great stuff he posts to gentleman.com. This one is an interesting uh, story, and this is uh, this is about how airline food used to be. Right. When, um, okay, wait. Whoops. Didn't mean to start that video. <laughs> um, so the, the video is talking to former stewardess of – former stewardesses of Pan Am Airlines. Right. From the late 60s? Is that what it is? Like mid-60s, late 60s? I think it, I think it said late 50s through – Yeah. Uh, yeah. So – 60s. This was from a time when airlines had to actually impress people. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not the case today. No. <laughs> so they're talking about how they used to have to make these intricate uh, meals for passengers, such as like particularly grilled steaks. She, one of the ladies said that she had to like uh, cook eggs to order for 50 passengers yeah. on the plane. Um, Man, how and, awesome would that be to have eggs served to you on the plane? I Yeah. Yeah. That would be amazing. Um or even anything freshly grilled. You know, everything's in a warmed up tin now. You know, like these things oh, are like, I don't know how they did this, but they were showing like steaks and stuff. Lobsters? Steaks. Lobster, yeah. Caviar? A, yeah. Uh, caviar on the plane, yeah. See, I have a theory, Brian. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a little conspiracy theory here. When the service goes down mm-hmm. in a, uh, 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 when you, when you, in the, in the airline industry, when the service goes down, mm-hmm. It makes people unhappy. Yes. And when you're on a plane and when you're unhappy, mm-hmm. there's a limited option of things that you can do to to make yourself happier. And one of those options is to drink. Right. Okay? Yes. So now they've taken away the caviar. Mm-hmm. Liquor sales skyrocket. Yes. So th- they're making money hand over fist. The, the, the margins go way up. Right. Or, Shorten up those seats a little bit. We can sell right. more alcohol. Right. Yeah. Put your tray in the upright position. It is in the upright position. <laughs> Those are my knees. You can't carry that bag on this plane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's too big. Oh, man. Um, so, I, yeah, okay. So, I want to say about this that I – the food sucks on planes. Mm. It sucks. I always – you know, I always get the snacks. Wait, wait. You've been on a flight where they actually serve food? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've taken a flight over to Australia. I've taken oh, a, okay. You know, yeah. I Cross-country flights sure, right, I've taken, right. you know. I've, um, but, yeah, it sucks. Even – okay, so one time um, – I happened to the first time I was going over to Australia. I happened to show up late to the airport, and uh, I was like the last person to get on the plane. And they were like, "Oh my gosh, we're really sorry. We we had to give your seat to somebody else." And uh, you know, I was like, "Oh, you know, I have to. Get, I'm going to Australia. I can't. Yeah. You can't do this." Like you know, I started yeah. freaking out a little bit. And they're like, "Okay, well, we're gonna talk to some of our partners and see if we can get you over there. You know, whatever." Okay. Okay. Anyway, so they they got me on Air New Zealand, and uh, they said, and, you know, since we're moving you around, we're going to put you in business class. Sweet. <laughs> on a 14-hour flight, I was oh. like, yeah, you're right. You're going to put me on business class. You watch yourself. And on the way home, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Anyway, and oh, I, saw, I forgot about this. I, this is also the flight where when they put me on business class, they gave me the seat of a... A, an actor that was in the Star Wars movies. It was the really yeah. I the, I swear to God, the guy because after right after I went on the plane, 
I, the guy came on after me and he's like, look, they accidentally gave me, they accidentally gave my seat away to somebody else. I'm supposed to be in business class, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm this guy at Star Wars. Like, I'm supposed to be in business class, you know. I'm and the guy really, in Star Wars. No, I'm really, supposed to be. Did he, he, he say really, that? He, no, I don't know if he said that, but I recognized him and he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, I take this flight all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not your flight to give away my seat. Yeah. But, so, anyway, side side notes. But they seriously gave me the, the seat of somebody that was like, he's like in the newer Star Wars. Like, I've, you've seen the guy. And he, Jar Jar? No, no, no. Okay. Not Jar Jar. Jar okay. I would have noticed him, but it's a different guy. The ears. Yeah, but anyway, he was like, you know, like, you gave my seat away, like, Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, anyway, I got the ticket. So yeah. what happened? What did you do? Well, he, they just said, I'm sorry, sir. We can't do anything about it. And he's like, oh, you know, he was super nice. He was just like, you know, he's like saying like, I, I have a business class seat and you're putting me in, you know. Oh, so he had to sit with the riffraff. Well, well, but he was super nice about it. I think he was just upset because it's a long flight and it's nice to be able to stretch out and stuff like that. You know, how did man airlines i tell you what yeah so anyway i i really lucked out on that deal but i was the, the point of this whole deal <laughs> the point of this whole story was that i was in business class going over to new zealand and they had a seven course meal or something like that, that they served you but it still sucked it still <laughs> i mean no offense there new zealand but it, it's <laughs> for for your first can well, I mean, well seriously it was like you know and it was like I don't remember. It was like oysters or something like that, and like whatever, and like I, I, it was. It wasn't terrible. I don't know. Right. It was like terrible. I don't want to give that impression, but you're still eating warmed up food that's been sitting in a canister. You Man. know what I mean? I gotta say, if I'm got an airline, right? I run an airline, and I have people on a plane for 14 hours at a time. Mm-hmm. Do I want to feed them oysters? Think about the plumbing people. Yeah, that that is not. I don't remember the. Uh, yeah, maybe it wasn't oysters. Maybe it was uh, oysters with cayenne. Clams? I don't know what it was. It was some Hot kind sauce? of seafood. I had to ask the guy next to me, like, "What is this?" Like before I ate it. Oh, know? oh, the type of food that everybody has allergies for. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it wasn't oysters. It wasn't on a shell or anything like that. It huh. was like a. Well, yeah, maybe it was a slug or something. <laughs> slug escargot. It might have been. I don't know. It was something I'd Seriously? never had before. It Whoa. was, yeah. It was very. It, it was interesting. But I will say, in that same vein, the best flights to go on mm-hmm. are on Qantas Airlines. Qantas. I've heard Qantas is a great airline. It's amazing. They have free drinks, as you alluded to earlier. Like you said, like what you know, they try to like they try to people try to make money on drinks. Qantas. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they you have free drinks, coach class, free drinks. Wow, whole flight, free drinks. Because they recognize that it's a long flight. People like to have a couple beers or whatever. You can have free drinks all night. You just, you know. Um, so that's awesome. They give you a hot towel when you wake up in the morning. Ah. Uh, it's it's awesome. Hot, hot towel, sir? Back, in, back when I went to Australia <laughs> the first time, uh, when I came back, they had the in-flight entertainment system in the back seat, which was rare at the time. But they, wow. they were like groundbreakers in that. And they have the best safety record in all of like major commercial airline history because they never had a major accident the whole time. Move over, Southwest. That's right. I'm flying Qantas, Qantas. baby. If Qantas was an airline in the U.S., <laughs> I'd be flying it all the time. You know, I would fly um, Virgin uh, Virgin, yeah. Virgin Airlines mm-hmm. uh, if if it were I don't, it, going out of Kansas City. I don't, I don't know think they, they, do, they don't do that. I don't they, think that's I a think big they've hub. been expanding, but I, I haven't still looked kind recently. of the coasts. And yeah, I'm... I'd be interested to fly it. I've never done that before, but I, I, I've heard good things about them. So Yeah, my um, I have an online friend who's Chris uh, Gillibu who's traveled to every country in the world uh-huh. 
and uh, he a part of his uh, he offers a service that's like a for travel hacking like right. you know and basically the gist of it is is that American Airlines not not the company but like American based airlines yeah gotcha as a, as a general rule just kind of suck right but the rewards programs are really good okay right so you sign up for a credit card and you get like a bazillion points right well that's all fine and good but if you want to fly overseas what do you do well these uh, they're part of these alliances mm-hmm. um, with other airlines with, you can trade out points exactly so okay. you, you you get the cards and the American royalty programs and mm-hmm. then you trade in for those alliance on nice. like so you could fly Qantas yeah they have all these affiliates so you like build your points through I don't know let's just say Southwest yeah like, even though that's not it yeah and then you know the transfer over to Qantas yeah you could do Qantas so that's how that's all done nice but, wow yeah there's there's a whole but yeah American American based airlines are just just yeah. awful. Yeah. I mean, I still use them. I'd rather fly than... Well, at some point, the airlines <laughs> figured out that, like, we don't need you consumers. Like, you consumers need us. Right. And, like, so, you know, that that whole thing, like, you know, the whole caviar steak and uh, lobster being served mm-hmm. to you on eggs on, on order probably uh, doesn't fall in line with that philosophy. So, yeah, um, I miss those days. Not that I ever was around <laughs> yeah. to see them. I, I think my first flight was like to Cleveland or something. I got a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I it's mean, like that's sweet. What you, yeah, yeah, a sandwich yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I get to a, I get to eat in a plane. Yeah, in the air. It's terrible. I I do. I like the. I'll get the the pretzels or the uh, yeah. the nuts, you know, or whatever. Yeah. They even start doing this thing where they like sell you snacks. So they like say like, oh, you can get mm. these premium snacks for five bucks. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'll take some Pringles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just this reminded me when I was talking about Virgin Airlines. Mm-hmm. I, apparently, somehow I guess they have like crazy like they have extra. I, I don't know if it's I don't I don't know if this is like the British airline arm of the the company or like or, or what. But you there's like other levels to the plane mm-hmm. that you can fly in if you're a high roller. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. supposedly, yeah. so my buddy Chris, mm-hmm. he he uh, you know uses status to get on that level of the plane and you can they have like a salon upstairs or something yeah and so he got his hair cut in the same while he's on the plane in the same you know mm-hmm. um, station that Richard Branson gets his hair cut nice. when he flies the plane yeah. and stuff like that it's pretty yeah. cool well I think it was some of the new uh, airlines or, or airliners that they're doing yeah like, are super big like I know yeah. that like my buddy Brian flew back on one of the first Qantas like three story oh really ones that was like one of the crazy ones wow you know? it's it's super yeah it's crazy man it's like these huge aircrafts are coming out I was actually just reading today that um, Air New Zealand got a new like Boeing aircraft that's like 40% lighter or something like that but it can like hold like I don't remember like a third more passengers or something wow. to take on these flights so um, yeah, the whole which would kind of freak me out. I mean, it's already huh. kind of freaky when you're on a plane with that many people, right? Like, you know, like it's you know hundreds of people basically, not hundreds, but you know, a couple hundred people or whatever. It's a and you're on the flight for like 14 hours. It's like this is seems unnatural, you know? It does. At some point, you're in the air for eight hours or something. And you're like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> I'm in a tin can over the air with 200 people. Um, and that's the part about flying that freaks me out. It's like, I'm okay for a couple hours, and it's like, oh, man, this is really weird. We're in the sky. There's 200 people next to me I'm trying to walk around. I don't know. It's just whatever. And that's yeah. why, you know, sit down and watch, you know, 
Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and have a couple Victoria Bitters on the Qantas airline. Victoria Bitters. Oh yeah, that's my that's my go to Australian beer. Oh okay. A lot of Australians would probably balk at that, but it's I like it. It's good. Okay, it's a good beer. You know, Victoria, come on. Um, okay, moving around from the awesome airline food that we're never going to be able to taste, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about another thing, which is probably something me and Glenn will never be able to see, but it's pretty awesome. But fortunately, it was captured on the internet yes. through video. As or, a lot of things that, are. Captured on video for the internet. For the so, internet, yeah. Um, this, this tack was added by none other than the, the infamous Razorback. Infamous. Uh, but this is this is uh, so the Fourth of July was last weekend. Mm-hmm. Brian and I talked about it the last episode. Yep. You know, um, apparently there was a fireworks show in San Diego that kind of went awry. Mm. Um, so if you've ever wanted to know what happens when the computer system that fires off the fireworks on a fireworks show uh, happen all at once, uh, there there is a t- there is this actually happened and. Um, over the past weekend. So basically, the title is 7,000 Fireworks Go Off at Once. And basically, it does what it says on the tin. Yeah. You you click the link, and if you watch it, you watch your volume, because it's a little loud I, right off the bat. It was it was supposed to be a 17-minute display, and it went all, all within a minute. It all went off. And it's interesting because, first of all, it's really cool. When you see the video, <laughs> like... It's it's actually pretty awesome, and I and I think that they should actually do more fireworks displays like this because I've <laughs> the been America at, display. Well, I've been at fireworks displays that take forty five minutes, yeah. and by the twenty fifth minute, you're like, okay, you know, like I mean, not to be like a spoiled American or anything like that, because right. you know, God bless the country and, yeah, and everybody yeah, yeah. that's you know served it and everything like that. But when you're at the fireworks show and you're you're sitting there and like you're kind of you know whatever. It, after a while, it gets a little bit like you kind of want to get to that finale, you right? Know? And this is like the finale from the get go. Right, like you just start and you got finale. They work backwards. Uh, but the funny thing is, too, also just the the audience reactions from people trying to people are freaked out. Well, I would be freaked out. I would be freaked out too. People don't know what's going on because it, it's like a major eruption, and it's if you're sitting there, I, I would I would immediately think something's not right here. Something's gone wrong. Right. You know, it is so. a little off putting. Yeah. So. I mean, I I looked. I didn't see any kids, but think if you're a little kid. Yeah, I like, would. I would have been running for the hills. I know but. my daughter would probably be. You I know, I didn't realize for, how much of an how much of an explosion it would make. But it's <laughs> it's quite yeah. it's quite stout. It's intense. Yeah. Um, it's a quick video, but it's great. Uh, just like the fireworks show. Just like, yeah. just like the, you know, um, I uh, I don't know. I think maybe next year for my 4th of July, you know, I wasn't able to do fireworks this year because Lawrence, you know, we talked right. about this last episode. Uh, Lawrence doesn't allow fireworks. But maybe next year I'll go take a few hundred bucks, I'll get some fireworks, and I'll rig up a system to set them all off at once and see if I can replicate this. All right, so I have an idea for this, Brian. Mm-hmm. What if we put on a fireworks show? Okay, okay. the gentleman fireworks. Now, show. yes, but but here's here's a twist, right? So this probably if we had, let's say we had seven thousand, we, we emulated this seven thousand okay. fireworks in yes. like a minute, right? Okay. What if we had Does that include firecrackers, black cats? Well, why not? Let's just okay. throw them in there. Pretty, yeah, right, right. Uh, what if we had like a band play, like like something pretty hardcore? Mm-hmm. For like a minute, you know, yeah. just in the background, like Star Spangled Banner. Okay. You know, yeah. and just super loud. So then right. you have this this explosion. Like nothing but a good time by Poison. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't uh, that wasn't uh, the first thing I, I thought of. But uh, the fireworks show and the yeah, you know, I don't know. 
Okay. I was thinking more along the lines of something, you know, Star Spangled Banner, okay. Jimmy Hendrix. Okay, yeah. But just, you know, Craig, put put the put the amp on 11. Okay, right. right. Um, and then just have this go off, so it'll just be, and then you know, at the finale. Oh, uh, yeah. Just let them let them rip. Let it rip. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Well, so next Fourth of July, then we have our plan. We got a higher poison, and they will come <laughs> and we'll set off seven thousand fireworks at once, <laughs> including black cats. How many times are we gonna reference poison in this episode? Well, I don't know. Um, what? CC Deville hasn't called me yet. To, <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway. So, uh, 7,000 fireworks. That was really cool, though. I mean, I, you know, that was a cool video. Well, uh, and it's one of those, like, you like, oh, yeah, I think I've, I've seen this. You've seen this once. You've seen it before. But it's yeah. pretty it's pretty unique. It's, so. it's a minute of your time, and it's well worth that minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all I have to say about it. Um, okay, so maybe on, Glenn. This is an interesting one. I, I okay. like this one a lot. Um, this one was posted by our esteemed colleague, mm-hmm. Zamoos. Uh, the one and only, the legendary, the preeminent Zamoos. Mm-hmm. Um, check his Wikipedia page where it says he's famous for <laughs> posting on gentleman.com, which he is. Um, this one is uh, a photo spectacular of All-Star Game, uh, the the... MLB All-Star Game. Uh, they're going to serve up some crazy food to go along with their crazy beer. Um, there's a couple different things going on here. And first of all, they kind of barely touch on this. But um, they are installing these self-serve beer yes. uh, machines in the MLB All-Star Game, which you can buy beer by the ounce, customized. It's You say, I want three ounces of beer. I want... 48 ounces of beer and it spits it out and gives it to you you have to tell it how many ounces it's it's can you just say i want a beer no it's per ounce you say you you customize your beer level depending on what you want wow but we're gonna get okay we're gonna the 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 post is all about the food but just for a second you know i was reading about this the the self-serve beer thing and the first thing i thought was like man there's gonna be kids that are gonna go up to this self-serve beer thing there's no way to do that well they say you have to present your id and then you you get a voucher where you can put a certain amount of money, so you can put like twenty five dollars on this card, and then you've proven that you can buy beer because you're of certain age, and then you can put that in the machine, and then you can go get that beer. But uh, doesn't that take away the convenience factor? Yeah, you have to go present your ID, you have to get the voucher card, then you take that voucher card, and then you put that in the self serve machine, and then you get your beer. So. Uh, in theory, if you're going to get multiple beers, it saves you some time. But the other part of that is that how many how many kids are going to go like get their 22 year old brother to go get them a 30 dollar voucher card so that they can go get beers during the game? And there's no way to regulate it. So I don't know. Anyway, they could just have somebody standing next to it that was like, "Uh, you're yeah. not 21." Yeah, seriously. But anyway, that'd so, be discrimination, though, Ryan. It would be, and we're against ageism. discrimination. Ageism. We're very against that. But um, anyway, that was a side note. The most important part of this, yes, yes, besides yes, the, yes. the beer vending machines, right. is the food that they're going to be serving at this place. Oh, man. Um, I got excited looking at this. I, it all, I think, I think all of it looks... I would eat every single... So Let's so, run through. Let's give okay. it a rundown. Let's go through we the got, list. Yeah. You want to start off? Yeah. Okay. Got, okay. First of all, just to, just to lead off, the lead mm, batter. Lead off batter. Uh, is the lobster corn dogs. Oh, man. And these are, you know, it looks it looks like a hot dog, oh. but it's actually a lobster bites in, like, fried in, cor- in, in corn dog batter. Oh, man. On a stick with fries. I would be all over that. That looks really good. Done. I think it looks really yeah, good. Absolutely done. The, the next, the, however, the next item looks... Equally as good, maybe yes. better. It is the hangover hamburger. 
uh, it has a pound of meat, ten ounces of ground beef, and six ounces of ground bacon, mm-hmm. an egg topper, and fried onions. Now the picture is great, but mm-hmm. here's my thing, I, and I've wanted this. I, I haven't. I don't know. So I haven't had a hamburger that has this, but I, I keep seeing this happen a lot. People are mixing ground beef with ground hamburger. Okay. Um, I've had ground I've had, beef and ground hamburger. Yeah. Yeah, so you take ground beef and... Uh, ground bacon. <laughs> ground, ground bacon. bacon and brown, right? Good catch. Yeah. No. Yeah, so they're taking bacon and, and beef and yep. mixing it. Yeah, I've heard of this too. Have you had it? Have you had anything? The, we I, I talked about this in podcast episode, I think, four. I, I spoke about how... <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed that you could pull this. You're like a Rolodex. I think, I think it was podcast four where I talked about how there's a local eating establishment that mixes bacon in with their burger. Oh. we were talking about this bacon burger, you know? Really? Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, I I believe I have had this, but they don't mention it because they want to have their secret recipe or whatever. But it's one of the best burgers in town, and supposedly the the secret ingredient is they mix in ground bacon in with their ground ground beef. Huh? That's that. I hear that from like some underground behind the you scenes. Have, you have some sources. I have some sources. I can't disclose, but I, I've had burgers that are uh, uh, deer I've had venison mm-hmm. mixed mm-hmm. with sausage like one to one okay that was a great burger I could imagine that's a really good burger good, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try it next burger I make I'm gonna mix half sausage half half like pork sausage and mm-hmm. beef and see if I like that and then that'll be good that's a good idea I, cause I, I don't know I'd rather use that bacon in strips on top of the burger yeah I've heard, Yeah, I think the sausage thing's a good idea I think I think there's some weight to that. Yeah, or I will could, try that. You could have a new business on your hand before. You know, Brian, we, I I got too many ideas as it is. I might be looking for a new co-founder because you'll be off on your burger well, stand. My burger stand. Yeah. Or I can work out front. You can work the kitchen. Yeah, okay. We're talk about this. You're the sous chef. I'm the sous chef. I'm the I'm the out front guy. Uh, so maybe uh, this might you know I don't know this might turn into something. Okay. Well, um, pork burgers. Yeah. Yeah, but before we get to the end of this. We should probably get to the rest of the, the food, which the next one is a foot-long Hawaiian hoagie roll containing six inches of bratwurst and six inches of polis sausage covered in bell peppers, pico de gallo, jal- jalapenos, onion, sauerkraut, and cheese sauce. This it's a foot-long. The, the double play. With, double play. Mm-hmm. Foot-long with two kinds. Two kinds. I like that. I do, too. Because you never, I mean, you could, you know, a couple innings, you could eat one. You know, yeah. Or alternate back and forth. Which side do you want? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, two great tastes together. The last one is kind of what's gotten the internet this is all what, of it. This is all hot all and bothered. It. Yeah, and this is the footlong brat dog, mm-hmm. which is a hot dog. I, I gotta get the order right yeah. here. Okay, so it's a hot dog inside a brat, right? Wrapped in bacon mm-hmm. and smothered with onions, peppers, and sauerkraut. And it's a foot long. And so, it's foot long, and it's on a nice like pretzel roll kind of. Yeah, thing. actually, Zamoose in the comments sniffed out that it was uh, on a pretzel roll. Yeah. Um, well done, Zmoos, again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I Have you ever had a pretzel roll? Like, I see I that like Wendy's. I, yeah, that's really becoming a thing with the fast food. It must places. be really good. I guess so, because there's Wendy's, there's the Sonic thing. You see the Sonic, they're like they're doing oh, the yeah. dogs on the pretzel rolls. Ooh, man. Everybody's doing something on pretzel Sounds rolls. Sounds really now. good. Yeah. Apparently, even the MLB All-Star game is. Um, and it's interesting. Like, My question is, like, I have two, I have two questions about this. Okay. Okay. First question. Yes. Um, are these photos like regular fast food photos where they make them look really good and then you show yeah. up at the ballpark and yeah. Flo is like making your hot dog what? and she like slaps the bacon on there and like throws it in a pile and then like 
yeah, get, you throws know, at you, basically. Yeah, there's probably some some truth to that with the toppings and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, like, it's I mean, it's hard to screw up ballpark food, right? That's yeah. why. I mean, now the hamburger, I could the see the hamburger what, is the big question. Yeah, mark, because you got a lot going on here. You got the egg, a lot of moving parts. Egg? Right. Who is it a Pan Am stewardess? Yeah, no, I don't think so. No, it's you know, it's something that's normally served in nachos, and they're over there frying an egg. You know, yeah, Uh, and the egg looks like it's uh, over easy too. So let me and and let me talk about this for a second because I have been to so uh, at at some of my recent sporting events at a stadium that they might have recently redone. I've gone to go to the concession stand, right, Mm -hmm. and. I I was excited about it because they have a lot of new food options. Oh, okay. Right? Okay, a lot of variety. Taco mm-hmm. bar, you know, stuff, all these things. So I went to go get to this this these new exciting food options. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I was a little bit concerned about the health uh, quality of these foods because Ooh. I want to say I want to say I was standing in line. I, I'm trying to recall this because I I don't know, I'm a little fuzzy, but I want to say I was standing in line. <laughs> And I was in, I was, I was going to get a, you know, maybe like a, I don't know, I want to say like a, like a taco basket or something like that. Okay. A couple tacos and, you know, some fries or something. With okay. Them. I don't know. Anyway, okay. at this new exciting food stand. And I got about three or four, like, people ahead of me and watching, you know, what's going on. Total chaos. Like stuff flying everywhere. People, <laughs> people a little bit freaked out. They're, you know, whatever. Um... <laughs> and I happen to notice the guy with the gloves on serving the food take a sneeze, uh, you oh. know, and not into his elbow, oh. you know, like, uh, and then shake it off. No, 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 no. Just go oh. off <laughs> and continue. And continue. Uh. Do you want me to rub your back, Glenn? Uh. Yeah. You have to hold my hair back here. Uh. Anyway, so Hand my, my, legs. my point is, like, at a ballpark, when things get a little bit frenzied, uh, health safety goes a little bit to the sideline. Needless to say, I did not stand in line for the rest of that. But I, I just want to say that the more complicated the food is at these things, like I don't know if that's a good idea. I think keeping it simple, grab it, throw it out, is probably better than making it complicated like frying an egg and putting it on a burger. I, that's my take on it, just from my own personal experience. But man, I yeah, I worked. For, I work. We've talked about this, I think, in, in one of the podcasts. But I worked at Sonic. Episode uh, episode seven, I think. <laughs> oh my god, you really are. Like well, a, I don't know. That's that, that yeah, yeah. All right, in episode seven ish, we talked yeah. about how I worked at Sonic. Yes, and sous I was a cook, a sous chef, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say this: there are when you go to order fast food, what you have to do is you have to throw out any illusions of grandeur that the the food is going to be, you know. Um, Sterile and clean. Yeah, yeah. You got to be a you little just, bit. You, it's part of the it's territory. A gray area. Yeah, it's part of it. That's mm-hmm. part of the experience. Mm-hmm. It's really cheap, mm-hmm. and you're, that's what you're paying for. But you're not. You know, you're. Yeah, you're. I mean, cold and flu season. Good how many, luck. How many times have you been to a fast food restaurant where people think they're eating at like the like a fine dining like yeah. steakhouse or something? Yeah. Like I don't know how many times I've gone to something like someplace where, and I dealt with this as a pizza delivery driver, where people would like complain about the silliest stuff. And I, yeah. and I kept to myself thinking, like, this is a $10 pizza. <laughs> this is not a $40, $50, $80 right. meal somewhere. This mm-hmm. is a $10 pizza that you're getting delivered to yourself. Like, you need to put yourself in 
the shoes of the people that are making this food. I put it in my car. I drive it to yeah, you. Yeah, seriously. I didn't make it. I don't know. Like, I don't know what people's deals are. But sometimes, like, people just, I like, they'll get freaked out. Like, get pissed off at Taco Bell. Or, you know, and, and sometimes it's worth, you know, sometimes I get it. Sometimes people make big mistakes and they're unapologetic about it. And hey, people is that get a angry. fingernail? Yeah. Ugh. But, but. <laughs> For the most part, I mean, when I see somebody like taking, like getting angry at the, right. you know, whoever, where we're, wherever we're at, even mm-hmm. when we're at like, quote unquote, like restaurant, like good restaurants in Lawrence, Kansas, I'm like, come on, dude, it's this is not like the Four Seasons or something like that. Right. This is like, you know, you got to keep it in perspective. Right. Like, people getting pissed off about, you know, the tiniest thing and be expecting the waiter or waitress to like grovel to them for. Right, sympathy. You know, this is coming out of your tip. Yeah, all right? seriously, I'm not happy. Let it go. Yep, seriously. But uh, what I will not let go is um, that burger. Because two looks, hands on that hamburger yeah. right there. Oh man. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I forgot what the second thing I was going to talk about with this, but <laughs> it doesn't matter, Glenn. Because <laughs> the point is, I do like about this is that they're pushing the envelope. They're pushing it. That's right. You know? Pushing the envelope of bar, ballpark food. Too long we've been we relegated to nachos and pretzels, although I like both those great. Well, anyway, okay, so pushing the envelope of the uh, ballpark food. Yes. Uh, plus plus on yep. that deal. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so Glenn, uh, do you want to talk about the toast or do you want to talk about the hot button topic? Which one should we do first? Let's do, uh, let's do the hot button. Hot button. Hot, hot button! Uh... <laughs> this is the hot button topic of the week, and this is uh, I, this is an interesting one, Glenn. Um, you know, and and this is something that's probably kind of near and dear to our hearts. This mm-hmm. is uh, yes. somebody somebody really, I really, I really love this. I really <laughs> I do. do. This is so good. Um, so somebody somebody started a Kickstarter. Okay, and, I'm sorry, I'm just looking. <laughs> yeah, somebody started a Kickstarter, and and you know, Kickstarter is a site where you can go and get your album funded if you're a recording artist. If you have an idea for a great invention, you can get it funded. Right, and, and it's been legendarily successful. I mean, amazing. Successful. <laughs> this guy said, you know, I don't need to make an album. I don't need to make a new electronic product. All I want to do, all I want to do, is wake up tomorrow and I want to make a potato salad. That's right. And so he put a Kickstarter out there and he said, you know what? I need to make a potato salad. Can you help me do it? Wait, no, no, no. His exact words were... I'm making a potato salad. I'm making potato salad. Yeah. And then the, the subheading is, basically, I'm just making potato salad. I haven't decided what kind yet. And that's and, all it took. And that's all it is. That's all it took. And the goal was $10. Yes. <laughs> Well, Mr. You know, Danger. <laughs> yeah, Mr. It, Danger Brown. Zach Danger Brown. You exceeded that. By forty-three thousand dollars or so, right? So, but underneath that, the second descriptive line, he has in bold update. We did it, yeah. And so, basically, the whole the whole page from that point on is all these stretch goals for. Right. All right. If we make three hundred dollars, I'm going to do this and this and this. Right. And, um, and then it just gets insane because he starts out like, okay, if we make thirty-five dollars, you know, I'm going to you know do this seventy-five dollars. I'm going to get a pizza party going, and then it's like. What do you do at $43,000 when you're making a potato salad? You kind of run out of ideas. At two fifty, yeah. the stretch goal is better mayonnaise from the natural food section. Yeah. Which is he nice. raises two fifty. Yeah. So it's um, pretty great. So it's pretty awesome. So basically, and if you look at the goal, like the, the donation level and what you get, he starts out with $1 and $2 and $3 yeah. and $5. Like the, and it's, it, this, is, this is so awesome because it's like... He's totally taking, you know, 
you know, he's just making a big joke out of the whole Kickstarter thing. And it's like the platinum package is like right. five bucks or something. Right, like, right. You know, you get to like have a bite of the potato salad or whatever, you know. Um, and anyway, he raised $43,000 for his potato salad. And what I think is awesome about this is that Kickstarter's done a lot of cool stuff. Kickstarter's helped a lot of good people. But Kickstarter is... It's it's like jump the shark, you know. That's what this says to me. As like this guy's like like showing how illustrating, painfully like how r- ridiculous right. a Kickstarter has become, you know. Um, and you know, there's not just this. There's like Indiegogo and you know, right. the, the, ten other just like this sites that fund stuff, uh, fund anything dot com and and everything like that. Right, right. Yeah, so, I I I think this is. Uh... I, I think it's well. You heard me giggling like a little mm-hmm. girl for first about, of all. It's hilarious, right? I mean, the whole thing is, is great. I'm making potato salad. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what I understand is like, so did Kickstarter? The guys behind Kickstarter did they get that this was a joke, and did they just let this through because they have to? They have to like approve every Kickstarter campaign. Well, I mean, how is it breaking in terms of service? You know, like I mean, they're going to do something. Well, I mean, I thought that they had like carte blanche to like. If you sure. if you're making potato salad that you like, <laughs> and you try to make a Kickstarter for it, like you, I'm, I'm I have to think that the guys behind Kickstarter saw this and they're like, this is hilarious and let it go. Maybe you know? yeah, I, I don't know because I know I, you have to apply to be on Kickstarter and that's why there's all these other sites that like take the crust uh, from Kickstarter. right. Yeah, it's Basically. it's uh it's. I don't know. I just love this. I don't. I don't care if it's right or wrong. Yeah, I, there's no matter. hot button issue. Here. Well, the, oh, the, the hot button issue okay. is Kickstarter, good, bad, or indifferent. Right. Well, let me tell you my thoughts about Kickstarter, Brian. Yeah. All I know about Kickstarter is that I get, we get about yeah. I don't know how many emails a day. Yeah, from people that are doing Kickstarters. Now that is fantastic, and a lot of them. But 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 the, the problem is, is that they say, "Hey, gentlemen, here's hey, the here's hey, gentlemen." The, I love I your love blog. your blog. Yeah. Uh, would you like to review uh, my project. my potato salad? The, but the the fact that they email us is not the problem. The fact no. is that they're emailing thousands and thousands and thousands of other websites at the same time right. in a form email to like say back my Kickstarter every single day. Thousands of these things. You know, it's like we we love to have the the. Um, the open like email that anybody can email us at howdy at gentleman.com right. but the problem is when we get team, 10 emails from Kickstarter projects a day it gets a little bit it's kind of a bummer you know we like to hear from people in the gentleman community we right. don't like to hear from people that are trying to like hawk their wares on right. gentleman so. I, I would say about a third of the emails actually from people yeah. using gentleman so the point is <laughs> like, it's just a bunch of static and noise when uh, we really just want to like talk to people from gentlemen and so anyway this is happening not only to us to everybody that has a site out there you know and and like so that's what's frustrating about kickstarter is like it's a really great platform for people but it's gotten so big that mm-hmm. everybody's got a project on there and everybody's trying to you know get their word out and everything like that and this is a great you know example of uh you know somebody just kind of taking it to task on their own platform and i have to say if kickstarter are i'm sure kickstarter is aware of this and i'm sure that they let this pass because it's really funny and I, it's pretty cool that they did that like that's yeah. pretty awesome you know I don't. I don't have any beef with the platform, you as know. as it as it is. It's just the the more the, it's like more. It's like the people that use it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, if you use it for the wrong reasons. Anyway, potato salad Kickstarter. I say we should go fund it. 
I'm, I'm going to back it. I'm all about that, guys. Potatoes. And he's got 23 days left. Update. He's got 43,000. Yeah, we made it. $43,000. So I just love I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. The whole thing's great. Potato Salad Kickstarter. Look it up. Check it out. Fund it. 23 days left. You can make him. Yeah. He's he's at $43,000. That's going to be the most expensive potato salad ever. I was looking at a bunch of the uh, a bunch of the updates and apparently there's he's going to run a, what is he going to do? He's going to simulcast the potato salad making. But he's he, on to some. I mean, the, he didn't realize how how far this thing was going to go. Like, you know. I hope it reaches $100,000. Well, it might. 23 days left and it, it's gaining momentum because people are hearing There's a science behind Kickstarter, by the way. Not to belabor the point, but there's a science behind it where once it's already backed, then more people will back it because it's a winning horse, right? Yeah. And also, the urgency, as it gets to the last few days, mm-hmm. even more people will... Yeah. You get, like, I don't know, a third of your sailors will be, like, the last yeah. last hour or something like it's that. Crazy, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's pretty pretty nuts. Mm. Well, what do we have next, Brian? Okay, well, next uh, we, we've got the toast. The, the toast. The gentleman toast. And... Uh, you know this. This goes along with the drink of the week. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this, and who else should we toast this week besides Arthur Guinness? Well, I can't. I can't think of anyone, Ryan. The man, the myth, the legend. Here, let me. Let me. Um, yep, Arthur. Arthur. Oh, whoa, whoa. Arthur's. Whoa. A little bit. Oh, oh my god. Yo, <laughs> no, we got some serious. Arthur, oh, how my could Lord. you? Is that on my computer? Ah. Uh, uh, well, something, ladies and gentlemen. This is a gentleman first. Yeah, we got uh, Brian shook the Guinness. Uh. <laughs> wow, thanks for picking that up. Let me go get a towel for that. Right, me... There's a paper towel right in the living room. Um, folks, we got a technical difficulty. Uh, okay, so uh, we're back. Yes. Wow, uh, that was a travesty. That's Guinness on the table. Left some Guinness on the table. Well, mm. Mm. Um, anyway, so Arthur Guinness. Arthur, let's get back to Arthur. His ghost is haunting me. Yeah, apparently. Um, so Arthur Guinness, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited about this one because you know I, went, I visited the Guinness factory, um, and my favorite thing, you know, obviously the, the glaring fact about Arthur Guinness that really sticks out mm-hmm. is that he started his his brewery and it wasn't a Dublin. And then he wanted to expand, and so he he went to Dublin and he found a place that that would work, and it was it's pretty close to downtown. It's not too far now. I'm sure at the time it was way out in the middle of nowhere, but um, he found the place. He's like, "This is great. I want to sign a lease for it, and I'm going to sign a nine thousand year lease on this property." <laughs> and he did. That's what that's what the contract is. The lease is for nine thousand years, um, and that's how you know committed he was the, uh, at that. And the great thing is too, like he's you know very entrepreneurial. Like mm-hmm. he got, so he got okay. he got a hundred pounds left to him by his, um, you know his godfather basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he passed away, mm-hmm. and he took that and he's like, I'm gonna go start my brewery, and that, and that's what got him started. And uh, wow, and he took that and he, he got the lease on the the property in Dublin, and then it was just all killing it from there, you know. And through several generations right. of his family, you know, he, I think it was like in the by the end of the 1700s and the early 1800s, he passed away and he passed it on to his son. And mm-hmm. his son kind of really got the ball rolling. And then by the mid to late 1800s, so obviously the third generation, uh, Guinness, um, really, you know, kind of expanded out into international markets. Right. And there was like all this stuff about how they marketed. 
it wasn't only marketing they had a lot of um they had a really unique uh take on transportation of the beer early on they got access to use the Liffey, uh the river Liffey mm-hmm. uh in uh in ireland to transport beer and so th- they have waterways in in ireland that are able to kind of move stuff between the major um areas in in ireland and that's what they first started doing that and then they got into like steam stuff and they so they were like very innovative as far as transporting the alcohol around um i think it was like the like late 1800s in the first time guinness was sold in new york was like they brought it over to new york and and that's where it kind of took root in america but um yeah yeah there not only was was the family the guinness family very well and still are i think very you know entrepreneurial and Mm -hmm. and savvy just getting that business going and everything they're also pretty philanthropic with yes with their money like a a bunch of dublin is Mm -hmm. basically you know built up thanks to guinness yeah um lots of health programs Mm -hmm. um lots of uh well i mean they're one of the reasons that arthur or yeah arthur guinness started guinness was because everybody was drinking hard liquor yeah (laughs) right yeah and he was seeing a lot of families you know a lot Mm -hmm. of health decline yeah family decline and so he said you know drink this it's Mm -hmm. good for you yeah and you know you won't try to fight your cat when you get home I well yeah I, I like the <laughs> fact that you know they the uh, well, I was reading about this and they said that they came up with the slogan that Guinness is good um, it's good for you you mm-hmm. know uh, from they, they basically like you know talk to people about their experience drinking Guinness and they're like yeah it makes me feel good and they're like so that's Guinness Bing. is good for you right um, but uh, what, what I was going to say was that uh, Arthur Guinness you know one of the the great things that I I really like about this dude is that he started out brewing an ale and then he started like kind of dabbling in porter, and like right around that time, people really liked porter, mm-hmm. and uh, so he brewed that for a few years, and then uh, he just you know closed the book on ales and said no more ales, we're just gonna do porter, like we're gonna kill it, we're gonna do porter, and that's all we're gonna do, and we're gonna do it best, and that's exactly what he did, you know, he nailed it, and it like for three hundred years or whatever, like it's uh, it's been around for a long time, it's you know. Yeah, he definitely got it figured out. Um, It's a great, great recipe. It's been around for I don't know how long, and um, awesome, awesome thing to be able to create a business that your entire family and generations of your family can, uh, can you know, be a part of and and share in. You know, when you when you were over there, you could could you taste the difference between what we're drinking now and what we're if you ordered one in a pub in Dublin? Okay, so the thing is, like everybody was saying. To me, like, oh, it t- Guinness tastes different in Ireland, you know, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm total skeptic as far as that. I don't believe that. But, really? Okay, so yeah, I, I, well, I'm getting to that. Okay. So I didn't believe it, and I went over there, and I went to several pubs, and I had Guinness in a bunch of different places, and you know, I was like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, it didn't really taste me. But when I went to the actual like original Guinness brewery, which mm-hmm. is not still a brewery, it's it's a tourist attraction. It's that they made the brewery into like a kind of historical museum for Guinness beer. Okay. And when I went to the bar that's at the top of the brewery, mm-hmm. um, they have a bar at the top. At the end of the tour, you get a voucher. You can go up and you can get a free Guinness from the top of this place, and it's a great. Great, you get like the best view in Dublin. You can see the entire wow. city. It's really amazing. Um, and I got Guinness up there, and I have to say, I'll, as skeptical as I was, when I got up there and I had that Guinness, it was better. 
Mm-hmm. It was definitely better. And I, I don't know if it was the temperature of it. It was like the, it was like, oh, it was like fresh part of it. I, I don't know what it was, but I can tell you it was palpably better than what you would get here. And I, I don't know what, what I can attribute that to, but I can say that I totally didn't believe it until I took a drink of that beer at the Guinness factory. And it was, there was something about it that was better. And I don't know what that is, but <laughs> it was something. Well, you got to think that there's something to like, okay, they bottle it, they ship it. Yep. It's got to come overseas. It's yeah. got to do this. It's got to be in all these different climates. Yeah. It's got to be blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah. It's got to, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they, I don't know what they do, but the, there is something particularly good about the, the Guinness. It's not just the view. It's it's this, <laughs> it's the beer itself. And the, the first time I took a drink of it, I was like, there's something different about this. So Nice. Anyway, uh, but Arthur Guinness. What a man. Entrepreneur, um, philanthropist, <laughs> um, you know. Yeah, he's he was the man. He yeah. he definitely he he's the type of guy who cared more about the impact his mm-hmm. product was going to have as yeah. opposed to just making pantloads of money. Yeah, and I like the fact that he was ultra confident. Yep, in what he was doing enough to sign a nine thousand year lease on the property, right? Um, which is still at the Guinness factory. You can still see the original lease. It's in the. It's right when you walk in. Um, ultra confident. Put all his his you know all his money on doing doing a brewery and you know did the ale first and was able to turn his back on it when he was like nope the porter's the future that's what we're gonna do you know so isn't that what harp is isn't harp the ale I don't know well is that what that is I don't know yeah harp is a Guinness because because yeah. yeah. the harper right. um, because I know that's how you, get, you make a black and tan yeah you, you use the harp I don't know um I don't know yeah well I know that that uh I was reading about their history as well, and one of the best things I saw when I was reading about the history was they had a image from uh, from a gym- magazine called uh, I think The Gentleman or something like that from like, the <laughs> late eighteen hundred or late seventeen hundreds. Okay, and it was a hand drawn image of somebody drinking and enjoying a Guinness beer, and it was like the gentleman's choice. Ah, uh, like, yes. Uh, Guinness. So, even back as far as like the late 1700s, uh, they were they were garnering some positive press for being a gentleman's <laughs> drink. So, there you go. What else can you say about it? Yeah. Um, good stuff. And the great, like, um, I can't, I don't remember when it started, but they started, in the marketing campaigns, they started doing this mm-hmm. The crazy, yeah. like awesome posters with the, mm-hmm. the toucan and yeah, um, all the classic marketing stuff yeah. they had going on. I think it was in the twenties when they started doing. Yeah, they had stuff. great po- yeah. Oh man, they had yeah. hired some you know famous artists mm-hmm. and great stuff. Anyway, so Guinness, that's uh, Arthur Guinness. Toast to you, sir. Arthur Senior. Exactly. No, senior. Arthur. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. The, the the guy that guy that the, started the head Guinness. of the clan. Yes. The head. Yeah, the paterfamilias. Exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, so speaking of head of the clan, um, we're getting to the uh, gentleman mailbag, the final segment that we're going to do uh, here. Um, and you know, I was trying to think about what to what to talk about for the gentleman mailbag, but uh, you know, thankfully we have wonderful listeners that send us questions to PO Box four four two three zero five. In Lawrence, Kansas, uh, you know, and the the PO box this week was overflowing, Glenn, with letters yep. about mm-hmm. about summer 
you know, we're, we're at the half point, halfway point of summer. Yes. It's time to like look ahead to the, the second part of summer and right. look back on the, the, the part that we just missed. Um, and so, you know, a lot of questions about what, you know, what, what, what we're doing this summer, mm-hmm. summer memories, mm-hmm. summer, you know, this and that. I, my hand is still cramping from yeah replying to. I know. Yeah, we gotta we, we hand reply every letter that yep. we get to the gentleman mailbag at PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas. Um, and then the first question that really stuck out to me, Glenn, was yes. uh, what, what's your best summer memory? My best summer memory, mm-hmm. um, man, I have so many great summer memories. Yeah, it's it's really hard to pick out it is. one. It is. Uh, I know, man. Just there's something about summer in Kansas. I think mm-hmm. that you know it's everything just smells great. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I grew up. I grew up most of my childhood in the country. Yeah. So you know, I know that that country smell. And, yep. You know, hay. All that's Oh man, I I I love summer. I'm trying to. I don't know. Just I guess the overarching thing would be being with friends. Like school's out. Yeah. Hanging out with your friends, yeah. Um, you know, whether you know in high school, you know, mm-hmm. oh man, I, I I just had a blast with my friends. That's basically yeah. what I did most of the summer. I was trying to think about this because, like you said, you know, I was thinking about back to like my like grade school, high school time, and I was trying to remember because back in the day, I remember looking forward towards the end of school because you just think about mm-hmm. you have that three months, mm-hmm. so like you can't wait for it, you know. And I was trying to think, and I was like, I don't remember what I did. During those three months, like, right? I can't remember like any specific situation where I was like, "Oh, that was a great summer. I did this and this and this when I was a kid, and it was whatever, you know, whatever." So, I, what I, I was thinking about was there was one summer in particular, and this is when I was in college. Well, was when I graduated from college, and I got like two like really good buddies um, that are still living in Manhattan, uh, mm-hmm. Ken Williams and Brian Danenberg. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one summer where I, I like. I just I kind of realized that I didn't know how much longer I was going to be in town, and uh, so I, I thought about the people that were around me, like Ken and Brian and my dad, and uh, I was like, "What can I do this summer to like kind of like just take the the moment and 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 you know really appreciate it?" Mm-hmm. And so all summer, every Sunday, uh, I'd go out golfing with Brian and Ken. And we didn't know how to golf. We had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> but all we did was there was like a little nine-hole course. Okay. And we would, every Sunday, every night at, I think it was like 3 o'clock, we'd go over there. Hmm. And the three of us would go out and we'd just go play golf for a wow. couple hours. And it was great because it was like, you know, when you get a little bit older, your friends, like sometimes you see them on the weekends or right. every few weeks. or you, mm-hmm. you kind of There's no regularity to it. But then... You have that weekly golf thing, and you all can like hang out for a few hours and just go play golf and whatever. The downside of that is that you get frustrated because <laughs> you start playing <laughs> golf and you forget like while you're there to begin with. But anyway, so that summer was really great because not only that, but also I also every Sunday went and went fishing with my dad. I think oh, nice. after we had done golfing, I would go oh, pick cool. up my dad and we'd go um, off to a lake and we'd go fishing for a few hours at dusk or something like that oh that's awesome and so I spent the summer kind of like being close with my buddies and then like taking the time to like hang out with my dad um and I remember that was a really good a really good use of my time you know it was like your Sundays like you think about taking care of whatever you need to do before the week's done or whatever but instead of doing that I was like you know what I'm gonna take this time and I'm gonna really cherish it with the people that are close to me so right that was a big uh 
that was a big uh, summer memory for me that I'll always always kind of remember. Hmm. That's that's pretty awesome. That's a great way to. <clears throat> Uh, that, I like that idea. That's yeah, a, that's a great way to to yeah. really. Um, yeah, you got to kind of make sure that yeah, you're you're, you're kind of I don't know. It, it was good. It was there's a lot of good memories from that time that you know I'm I'm glad I took the time to do it. You know, when you're in the moment of doing stuff like that, you don't always. I was always frustrated with my golf game or, or whatever, <laughs> you know. But you don't realize at the time that you're really just there to hang out with your buddies or ha- right. you know hanging out with your dad and talk to him about stuff. So um, that was a, that was a good summer memory that I'll man never forget so yeah the the thing about summer like when you think about like i was, I was thinking back to when i was a kid yeah. and you're like what about yeah. what what did i do during the summer you know you, you brought up the fact that you just can't remember yeah. what i can't remember you know i have distinct memories of being like man this you know this sucks like yeah. you know i'm bored yeah. you know i don't I mean, drive a car you know like you know this time, <laughs> right right you know yeah. like you live in the country you know we'd have to we would before i had a car like we'd ride our bikes into town yeah to go hang out with friends, which is fine. Yeah. Like you didn't, I didn't care. Yeah. Um. But like, I, I just had these memories of like being like, man, I just don't know what I'm gonna do today. Yeah. You know? I want to be a grown up. Man, like, I think about like, if I had a week, yeah, where I didn't know what I was gonna do For the next months. day, where I didn't have to work. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've got two daughters, I got yeah. a wife. Yeah. Three months. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm starting to think about that too. Is like I'm trying to think about that now. Is like you know. We get to like you know ten years from now or fifteen years oh. from now. It's like, man, if I could just like yeah. go back to those summers when you know, like, yeah, I was you know, yeah, I used to be in my thirties and like you know, we did that podcast. Yeah, <laughs> remember we used to do that podcast every week for five people. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so let's mm. yeah, summer, summer memory. That's I love summer though. Yeah, summer is great. Going Kids. to the beach. I mean. This the beach in Lawrence kind of sucks. <laughs> it, 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 it sucks really bad. But I just have this great memory of like you know being warm. You know, it's yeah. like everything around about mm-hmm. you know about it. You know, I, I yeah. You know, dating my wife. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I, I There's love all summer. kinds of stuff going on. In summer. Concerts, concerts. Yeah, lots of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so Glenn, uh, on to the present. Yes, contemporary question. Uh, uh, what gosh. did you want to accomplish this summer that you haven't even started yet? Well, how far into the podcast are we? We're, we're about over an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's safe to assume that nobody's listening to us at this yeah, point. No so I'll gonna, just go no, ahead and say... Yeah. No one's going to hear this. No one's going to hear this. My plans, yeah. uh, my plan uh, up to this point were, spoiler alert, uh, gentlemen, we, we have planned a mobile... Well, first the first step was to improve mobile experiences across the board mm-hmm. on gentlemen.com, mm-hmm. um, which I have... You know, I've started in a little bit, uh, but not as much. I would hope to be done by yeah. now, uh, at least with the mobile site. And then the next step after that is to start creating apps for gentlemen. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, I'm I'm way behind on those. Yeah. Um, but I, I really want to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. And I think by the time the summer's over, maybe we'll have another yet to be named project done as well. Yeah. But anyway. But anyway, we we're you know, we've got gears turning on things that we're excited about that are going to help people interact more on the site that are going to get you know make things more fun and make things more of a focus on the community of people that we have there right when we build stuff out we build it for the people who are using the site yep who have talked to us and said hey I'd really like this yeah and that's and what we're doing we don't you know that's what we're doing this summer right you know yeah 
that's that's our projects this summer and and your house and my house <laughs> i was gonna say okay so that's a good segue because I, I was gonna say what have i done this summer and or what have i not what have i wanted to accomplish this summer and not started yet everything <laughs> everything <laughs> what have i <laughs> i that i wanted to do this summer got waylaid by my house situation yep. um and you've heard me yeah complain talk about this before I'm sorry, people. I don't mean to go on and on about it, but it, I, I I did get kind of waylaid on this deal, and it's been all consuming for the past six weeks. Just so you guys know, I walked into my downstairs bathroom today, and there was a snake in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just that's kind of some of the stuff I'm dealing with. And it wasn't like you know a little like wormy. Small I'm not snake. talking about a 12 inch like little little you know humdinger or anything like that. I'm talking about a like. It was it was an innocuous snake. It wasn't venomous, you know. Right. I, I had I, I had to have somebody come over that is more versed in snakes than I am. <laughs> uh, Nick Lerner had to come over and, and educate me on being able to handle snakes because uh, I hadn't I hadn't done that before. Basically, just grab it by the head, grab it by the head, and walk it outside. <laughs> Pat it on the head and say, "There, there. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. Yeah, exactly. Don't um, fight it." So anyway, I, but that kind of waylaid me this summer, and, and consequently, I haven't been able to develop as much stuff for Gentlemen or other projects that we <clears throat> need to do. So basically, everything in my life has been put on hold. But mm-hmm. the, the, good, the good part about this, Glenn, is that I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And is that a train coming towards me? I don't know. But <laughs> I can tell you that I'm starting to see a light. Uh, I'm starting to see a light, and I believe that we're you know we're gonna we're gonna get there and we're gonna be able to release some of the stuff that we want to ta- do for gentleman.com as well as other stuff and you know get back to business as usual i got the snake out tonight business know? is better business is better. not usual no yeah we want to right. go above and beyond yeah we're not talking about usual not normal stuff no we're, we're gonna go more and more that's right further longer harder we're gonna do it stronger stronger better there you go all right so I haven't accomplished anything this summer. So I'm about to. I'm halfway through. It's halfway. It's You're halfway the cusp. point on the summer. I'm on the cusp of accomplishing something. So. Oh man. Okay. We're gonna get Okay. Um, Glenn, what's your dream summer vacation spot? Well, let's see. Last summer, I had the fortune, the kind fortune of a good friend, to oh, um, yeah. our family. Uh, we swapped houses. Mm-hmm. Our family house set for their family while they were they went on vacation, and this family lived in the Florida Keys. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that was incredible. I love. I'm I'm like a beach. I love the beach. I love the ocean. I yeah. just love water. Yeah. Uh, all you know, swimming in it, being around it. I just yeah. love it. Well, being in Kansas, it's hard to get around. So right. So I, I love water. So that that was great. So I would probably say anywhere on the water. Um, I. As I was saying, that there's like the uh, was it, is it Lake Como in Italy? Is that like the scenic? I don't know. Like if you ever, yeah. Well, that would be another place too. It's like this super like George Clooney owns a house, I think, mm-hmm. or did or something on Lake Como, yeah. which is like like this incredibly gorgeous kind of mountainous lake thing that people build houses on the side of, and yeah, kind of looks out. Yeah, I'd have to say somewhere near water, but yeah. Uh, I also care for Colorado a great deal. Yeah, it's true. Very, um, uh, very broad selection there. So that is kind of a p- wide <laughs> anywhere but here. Anywhere, uh, well, <laughs> when you're talking about vacation, it's kind right, of right, right. I mean, you're implying that you're going yeah, someplace else. Yeah. Uh, mine, I would have to say, you know, it's uh, I don't know. It's tough because uh, you know you don't. 
I haven't been everywhere. You know what right. I mean? Like, there's so many places to go. Like, I haven't been to, you know, I haven't been to Italy. I haven't been to... Right, know, yeah. I haven't been to... I've never been to France. I've never, you know... So, there's a lot of different places I haven't been to. Um, this is a loaded question. You're right. Yeah. It's hard because you say, you can't say, I, you know, whatever. There's all kinds of places I really want to check out, you know? I mean, the thing is, like, anything in the Southern Hemisphere, like... Um, you know Australia it's like super it's not super cold but that it's winter right now right summer so it's kind of flipped yeah, yeah so you can't really go down the southern hemisphere so I don't know someplace uh, someplace in Europe probably would be mine but I've never I haven't seen a place yet that I would you know be all about checking hmm. out I don't know Colorado might be interesting I don't know if that would be my dream spot but it'd be cooler it's like you know in the mountains and stuff like that during the summer that'd be kind of interesting um, yeah I don't know I don't know. I haven't thought about it too much. I, I I don't know. It's hard to say. I have I have yet to meet my ultimate summer dream vacation. Ultimate. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm hopeful that you know I'll I'll run into that at some point. But who knows? Who knows? If anybody out there has suggestions for me, <laughs> PO Box four four two three zero five, Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four. Um, you can always get in touch with us by sending us a self addressed stamp envelope to. Uh, box 442305 with your suggestions of where my summer dream vacation should be mm-hmm. also email works uh email it does work i secondarily i mean i it's know. not as quick yeah as snail mail if you yeah if you send us an email eventually we'll get it in the next few days but if you send us a, a, a letter we'll probably get it in a couple days right. so it's probably better to just send us a letter mm. i don't know i'm just saying plus you get to use a stamp yeah, or you can send us a postcard. You can send us, like, where oh, you're from. Oh, that'd be great. You can send us a postcard that says, like, greetings from, you know, Hey, in St. Bart's, thinking of the gentleman guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Which would really make our day. So, yep. I'm just yep. saying, you know, maybe we're a little down. Maybe we need a little bit of cheering up. You could, you could send us a postcard and say, hey, guys, thinking of you. P.O. Box 442305, <laughs> Lawrence, Kansas. Anyway, uh, that was my shameless plug. Oh, I forgot about the iTunes plug. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. Review us on iTunes. Yeah. That'd be be great if you enjoyed that show. Yeah. Anyway, um, so... uh, (laughs) uh, Anyway, uh, so yeah. Uh, Well, this was was episode 16, or number 16. This is like a, I feel like this is like a marathon. Like we're... It's it's about the journey, you know? Well, Brian, a marathon is 26.2... Two miles. Twenty six point. So if we did twenty six point two episodes, yep. Then we've then, then we've gone a marathon. Okay. Well, we're we're at sixteen. Mm-hmm. So it's all you know. They say it's all mental. You know. It is. So you just got to keep on pushing on. Mm-hmm. You can't give up. You mm-hmm. know. So we're gonna keep on keeping on. Yes, we are. Yeah. So this is the marathon. We're gonna make it to twenty six point two episodes. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. There's no quitting at twenty six point one. We're going twenty six point two. We might go twenty six point three. You know, when I ran a marathon, I know you. It did. was like twenty four. Oh. Was where like my mind was like, hey, 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 you've got a you've got a leg injury, man. Oh, you got stop quit. running. Yeah, your leg is injured. It yeah. wasn't injured. Oh, uh, your mind just started telling you it was. Yeah, seriously, mm-hmm. it's that you hit the I wall. I can see that. I can see that. You 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 use up enough brain juice and you're running. And That's where I'm getting right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> my mind's like, we stop talking. Kill <laughs> your jaw's injured. You can't go on anymore. I can't do it. Yeah. Your mind's. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, that's a good cutoff point, I think, then. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, my mind's injured because I wasn't even saying it last minute. But anyway, the point is, Glenn, this has been the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. 
I'm Glenn Stansberry, and thank you for listening. Seriously, we joke around about it all the time, but we really, really appreciate you guys downloading and listening to this podcast. And uh, we will catch you for episode 16, if you're still listening. <laughs> we hope you are. Uh, Glenn Stansberry. Signing off. Brian McKinney signing off. We will catch you for episode 16. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you next time. See you later. See you guys later.